The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now. With everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brush nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last. At Cole's Friends and Family Sale, the back-to-school savings add up with an extra 20% off. Save on Skechers for the family. Girls stretch jeggings, just $12. And save on an Instant Pot and luggage. Plus, take an extra 10% off home. Plus, everyone gets Kohl's cash. Plus, free Amazon returns now at all Kohl's stores. This weekend at Kohl's. Offers valid July 25th through 28th. 20% with promo code SHOPFAMILY. 10% off home with promo code HOMEDEAL10. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. The Masters is back. Stream all four days from Augusta and get every second of... Big swinging, glorious setting, career besting, water splashing, record breaking, tiger taming, Rory winning, maybe, eagle making, green jacketing, golf glory you could ask for. Grab a Now TV Sky Sports Week Pass and watch all four days of the Masters for just 15 euro. Search Now TV today. Content streamed via the internet, full terms at nowtv.com. That's an outrage. Here is Tony Bruno. You do it right by staying on top of knowing when it's time to stain your deck and your fence. Lowe's is here to help you do it right with the supplies you need and the know-how to get it done. Plus, we even help you save because now when you buy one gallon of select Valspar exterior stain and sealant, you'll get a second one 50% off via mail-in rebate. Whatever you need to make your outdoors even greater, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 731. Exclusions apply. See store for details. U.S. only. We alive? Are we live? Are we on the air? How come I didn't hear any music? I don't hear myself either. Are you sure we're on? <laughs> I'm positive, man. Robin, I don't hear anything. Robin took off the other uh, headphones real quick. Robin, what are you doing? There we oh, go. There we go. go. There we go. There we go. I didn't hear anything. All right. Jeepers, Robin, why are you unplugging me seconds before we're going on? She's pulling the plug on you already, Tom. <laughs> Because I had to rearrange the cords. We have uh, so many freaking cords here. There is. Well, the, the cord, not Matt Cord. He's not here. No, right no, no, He Matt is still cord. employed, though. We'll get into that as One we are live on, <laughs> on the podcast. It's a full house tonight. It is. And you know who will not be in the full house tonight, though? <laughs> What's his face? The dad. Uh, Bob Saget. Bob Saget, oh, the filthiest man <laughs> in comedy. You ever see Bob Saget? Yeah, Danny Tanner. Yes. He is the filthiest. Daniel Tanner to you. Thank you. <laughs> we got a full house. We got Tony Bruno here. Miss Robin's here. Luigi's here. Not only has Luigi been going to storage units. Yep. Not only has he been working hard getting this the show together, he even made dinner tonight. It was epic. He yep. used my, great. my great. the great, great tomatoes that I grew in my mom's backyard down the street. I bought a, couple of, uh, bought a couple of vines of the San Marzano plum tomatoes, the greatest tomato on earth. If you're going to make spaghetti sauce... 
It's all they're really good for. San Marzano. Yeah, yeah, they're plum tomatoes. Most plum tomatoes are used for spaghetti sauce. Mm-hmm. But San Marzano, which is an Italian variety, is the absolute best. So I had some of those. We put in another can because we needed a big batch. Right. And then Luigi proceeds to whip together fresh sausage, fresh ground beef. He whipped sausage? What? what was he whipped the sausage. <laughs> okay, yes. all right, sorry. Yes, exactly. What happens later, pal? That's later on, yes. You and know, we, he... we had a lot of sexual innuendo-type <laughs> things happening today. Tony yes. laid pipe. Yes. Right. He whipped sausage. He whipped sausage, exactly. <laughs> I mean, so anyway, Luigi's done it all company. Today. And then the, he made the baked rigatoni with the meats and the sausage so and the good. cheese. Yep. And I, I went mm-hmm. and bought a fresh pound of ricotta cheese from Mancuso's, where I used to work as a Dude, child. That, that ricotta is so clean. It was it amazing. It's so good. $5 a pound. And you're saying, that's a lot, because you buy a three-pound thing at a supermarket market it's like seven bucks on sale right it's fifteen dollars a pound but it's worth it because it is absolutely solid fresh product then you put it in the oven Mm -hmm. oh man And when you uncover that when you take that tinfoil off and you let it bake for that last 10 minutes under the broiler and gets all bubbly and cheesy and gooey it's the best part let me give luigi a roaring round of applause before we start this show tonight i don't think anybody could have done a better job with thank you thank you i helped you know no he did he did he did he let him in no, no, Tony. Tony, Tony got all tomatoes. Tony got all tomatoes prepped. He helped cut the onions. I, I finished the tomatoes. I grew the tomatoes. I blanched the, the tomatoes. tomatoes. <laughs> I, I, then I marinated them, and then I blended let it marinate. Them. I blended them all right, no, in my Vitamix. Yep. <laughs> and then I put them in the damn uh, product with Luigi, with the onions and the garlic and the basil. And then I had to go back to work at my mother's house and paint. And then the rest of the process was happening here. But it was a fun. It was a great meal. You know when it's good when you have not only seconds. Thirds, and you go man. back for thirds. Oh, you have to. It's have one to. of those meals that no matter how full you are, you still want more. Right. You know, there's certain foods that you're like, yeah, Natalie Egenhoff is here tonight, too, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, guys. She has not been Good part. She will rip radio people tonight as well on this podcast. Oh, nice. I don't rip people. <laughs> I do. I, I normally I don't. Off. It's not my style to rip people. <laughs> but tonight, people have been asking for me. My phone's been blowing up. My right. Twitter's been blowing up. My email's been blowing up. I don't really keep track of local douchery and radio and TV <laughs> for the most part. I really don't. I haven't. I don't listen. You, Robin, you're with me 24-7. When was the last time you heard me listen? It's not no, because it's I don't because, like I mean, sports talk. or Douchery is why you left WIP. Exactly. And radio in general. Yes. Rampant douchery. But I mean, there is not douchery everywhere. It just so happened that you had... No, I'm young... talking about specific yes. acts of douchery which have been committed recently. Yes. I mean, they've been committed consistently Within in many of the local years. radio I w- entities. I will leave the ripping to you. I'm, I think we'll be able to... It's just not my style. It's not my style. Time. But people want my opinion because right. I have worked at both Philadelphia sports stations. Definitely. You have a unique perspective. And there's a big story, and I have perspective, yes. having worked with everybody involved. Yeah. So I'm not here to rip people, but I'm here to give you the fair and legitimate. I don't have any uh, access to grind. I walked away from I was no, I walked away from the number one afternoon show in Philadelphia. Yes, on I top. wasn't fired. Mm-hmm. I, I walked away, and CBS still owes me thirty thousand dollars and hasn't right. paid me a year later. So I have a lot of reasons to rip people, but I don't. I just hope that people do what they're supposed to do and they uh, honor their commitments, and I honor mine. And so when we had something happen, I wasn't even aware of it. I wasn't even aware of what's been going on because I haven't listened seriously to sports talk radio in Philadelphia since I left. I wasn't even listening when I was on Sports Talk Radio in Philadelphia. <laughs> so it's not, it's not that I hate sports talk. I mean, it's been my life for mar- most of my 45-year career. So then I, Robin gets in bed last night and says, oh, did you see this about what's going on with Mike Missinelli at 97.5? I said, no, I don't pay attention to Mike Missinelli. I don't pay attention to Josh Ennis. I really don't. I don't pay attention to the daily bull crap that goes on with these sophomoric people 
who will just do whatever it takes. And, and it's not even just the talent on the air. The problem is the gutless, wimp management people who hire these people. And then when things go bad, they don't, the, 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 the people aren't held accountable for their own actions. Now, for people who know the story, 97.5 Afternoon host Mike Missinelli apparently had one of the guys I used to work with, Pat Egan, who was, started out as one of the ground crew people who would go out really to events. Really nice kid. Great Google kid. me. Really nice kid. We don't, nobody will Google you, Mike. <laughs> nobody cares about you, pal, except your buddies up on the main line, those putzes. But in the meantime, so Mike Missinelli apparently, unbeknownst to me, has had some, Pat Egan calling into his show pretending to be a black guy, not as a joke. Not as a bit, not as something that was a, you know, a, a punk episode right. where you have a guy call and then at the end you say, oh, by the way, that wasn't really a black mm-hmm. guy who was supposed to be from New Jersey named Dwayne who has his own Twitter account with a fake picture of a black guy. Mm-hmm. That's a real phone call being portrayed to the population as a real legitimate black guy talking sports. That is fraud, ladies and gentlemen. You look in the dictionary under fraud when you have someone, and I'm not blaming Pat Egan. Pat Egan was put up to this right. by somebody at 97.5. Mike Missinelli allegedly had no idea that for two years, a guy that he works with... Two years? Two years. He did not know that it was a white guy pretending to be a black guy, I guess to try to placate Mike's pals who think he's the uh, everyman. Oh, yeah, he's a regular guy. When he's not on the golf course and he's not hanging out on the main line with his golf buddies or down at his estate in Avalon looking down on real people, he wants to pretend that he's down with the brothers. He's down with the black community. He's everybody's favorite guy. He's just a swell guy. He's not. He's a douche. (laughs) He's an unmitigated douchebag. And I'm saying this for the first time publicly because I don't care anymore. I never cared about Mike Missinelli from day one. He's done things to me that have been heinous. He has, he has created fake Twitter accounts to attack me, Robin, my family. He's done it. I know he's done it. We found out that he did it. He's a fraud. He's a jealous, petty piece of garbage. And the fact that the gutless weasels, Matt Nahagian and the upper management at 97 Fire the Fanatic, did not discipline anybody, anybody, when the radio station was a national laughingstock. It wasn't Josh Innes who got fired today for being an idiot. It was 97.5 that was being ridiculed on ESPN. It was being ridiculed on Deadspin, on every website in America. They were a national laughingstock. That's not my opinion. That's a fact. Am I right, Joe? Yes. Robin, was it you were telling me, oh, Deadspin? You're covering all bases. Every every blog and every website has absolutely torched Mm -hmm. 97.5, and justifiably so. And it's not because I have an axe to grind. I I don't care. I'm looking at this objectively. The fact that no one was even disciplined for perpetrating mm-hmm. a fraud on a radio audience by pretending that a white guy was a black guy mm-hmm. and calling in and going along with his ruse and then allegedly not knowing about it? Mm-hmm. That's fraud. And Mike Missinelli has the great, great ability to have a management that's afraid of him. Everybody that works for him is afraid of him because they need him. And when you need somebody and you're bigger than your employers and you're more important than your employers, there's only a couple of guys in this city. Angelo Cataldi and Mike Missinelli have that over their bosses. Their bosses cannot survive without them. So therefore, their bosses will tolerate anything that they do. There's no way to work. Angelo's a legend. I've known Angelo for 20-something years. I worked with him 20-something years ago. When you have the power that your bosses are afraid of you, then they will not discipline you no matter what you do. 
Mike Missinelli is the Hillary Clinton of sports talk radio. He I could have 18,000 scandals. He could commit <laughs> crimes, fraud, take money from people, have people show up dead, and nothing bad ever happens to him. He is, you can quote me. I'm he's a the, nitwit. He's the Hillary Clinton of sports talk radio. He's a Teflon Don. And he ain't even a Don. He thinks he is because he watches all those stupid mob shows. That's an insult to John Gotti. Come on. Now. Thank you. Come on. By the way, Jay Corrado, Joe Corrado's here. Follow up with Jay Corrado. I don't want to interrupt you. Come on, you got to keep moving. No, I just want to. I want to get this off my chest. I hear you, because I have no intention of going back to ninety-seven-five or WIP. So it's not that I'm looking for a job, or they could call me and offer me a billion dollars, right? Ten billion dollars, and I would never work for ten billion. Ten billion dollars, I would never work for. You got a payroll here. I would never work for ninety-seven fire the fanatic, Matt Nagin, or WIP ever again. And the reason that Josh Innes was fired, and I'll give you that, Josh Innes was the guy, last guy I worked with. The reason he was fired today is because CBS is trying to unload its radio properties. 97.5 was already unloaded. Greater Media sold out to Beasley. So they look for the first excuse. So they don't want anything to interfere with a potential purchase of a radio property. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? You start disciplining people because you're worried that a potential suitor. Mm-hmm. This isn't. This goes back to the Howard Stern days. Mm-hmm. When Howard Stern was doing all this crazy stuff on the air 25 years ago, right. Mel Karmazin and the people at CBS and, and uh, Infinity Broadcasting... When he was calling out the FCC They would and pay all. the fines. Yep. They would let... Howard Stern could do whatever he wanted yep. because he was so important to the company mm-hmm. that they would just write a check to the FCC anytime mm-hmm. he did anything that was either profane, indecent, yeah. against FCC rules and regulations. Right. They didn't care. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, you want a check? It was the old... Uh, remember the NBA player, Derek Coleman. Derek Coleman. Remember when yeah, he, yeah. he refused just to give wear... Just give him a blank check. He refused <laughs> to wear a, a tie, which was part of the Jersey Nets when he was playing for them. <laughs> right. Part of the procedure was... After the game, you put a suit and tie on. When you, you go hang to the yourself bus. with it after you lost, <laughs> right? <laughs> and he said, "I'm not going to do this." And so they started finding him. So he wrote a check to his coach and said, "Here's a check for 2,500. <laughs> Let me know when I owe you some more." He's he awesome. just refused to p- follow the rules. Yes, he did his things way, and he took the fine. Uh, yeah, that British Knights money. <laughs> coming and that's in, what man. Infinity did with Howard Stern. Yes, because Howard Stern was the guy. Oh, he was it. So now you fast forward 25 years years later, and what happens? <clears throat> Josh Innes. Becomes number one quickly in Philadelphia. Takes on Mike Missinelli, old school guy, Philly mm-hmm. guy. And Josh Innes had a lot of detractors, and people didn't like him because he was young and brash, and he did weird things. And, and I, by the way, I never hated Josh Innes. I, know. I really had no feelings for Mike Missinelli because I really never knew him personally. I don't hate mm-hmm. Josh Innes. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he got fired doesn't surprise me. It's not mm-hmm. because he got fired because he wasn't getting ratings, mm-hmm. because his ratings were pretty good. And for all the people out there who are suggesting that there's not room in Philadelphia for two sports stations, that one of them is going to have to go away, is absurd. There are stations that are horrible sports towns that have four sports stations. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me a great sports town like Philly can't support two sports stations? Of course they can. What are they going to do with the FM signal? Put on another alt-music well, station? Alt-poker yeah, station. <laughs> they're demanding that. There's like said. 50 pop-music stations in town. I hear, big no bands, I hear big bands coming back. Oh, absolutely. Big, well, but I that mean, pie has been caught. 50. That yes. a lot of slivers. What's also really interesting about you know the whole concept of radio in general is how it's, it's really just a dying medium. It is. I mean, they're essentially scraping all radio stations, not just sports, to you know, try and figure out. I mean, there are music stations now who don't even employ people. Exactly. They have somebody to record things. So, it, I mean, the medium is dying. They're like newspapers. Yeah, in the exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, they're, it's trying to figure out how to, mm-hmm. how to you, survive. And I, I feel like radio will be dead. 
So they're kind of well. It's not going to die. You well, know why? It's the same old well, it because die, it's always free. It's always in your car. It's going to yeah. transform into something totally but different. It, yeah, though. yeah. It has to. I, it already it's has. No I mean, just yeah. in the last decade. But well, the younger generations are listening to podcasts. They're listening to the, everything yeah. on podcasts. their phone. I mean, I've I never listened to the radio for music ever, except yeah, but, for Sunday with Sinatra. So. Yeah, but see, oh, but, yeah. but radio, radio, radio is <laughs> important. Radio is important. It's the content that's going to crap. It's the same ideas that are getting drawn out every single day. It's tired. It's over and over and over. No, I don't think. I don't think that. I mean, I think that. If radio still what is it was twenty years ago, I think they would invest more in the talent than they actually do now. Yeah, but if, I if think the talent is interchangeable. They're like chess pieces. It's the same. You have to have a same. couple of. But the, because, the problem is, yeah. local stations only only most radio stations only need two really decent talents on their airways. They need a good morning show and a good afternoon show. Right. Yeah. Every other it's time slot time doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. No. They could take somebody off the street. They could take Luigi, who has more experience than a lot of guys on the air, and throw him on. They could put you Joe did. on. They could put Natalie on. <laughs> Natalie's been on the radio for a long they time. They can't put me on. I, Wait, I have an opinion. I have my own I opinion. I love the radio. And I, have, I actually have fresh ideas that, that, that are fun and topical that actually work. I, I don't roll out the same old stale crap that, that, that these people want, so it'll never happen. So do you think, think I'm being unfair, Robin, in my criticism of what's going on in radio? No, because... Am I a bitter guy? I'm not bitter. No. no. I walked away from all this nonsense. I'm happy sitting in my mother's house and doing... Carpentry, plumbing, electricity, and everything else. I am a happier person when I now that I've walked away. You from are. This I can tell. You got now financially, I'm not. I mean, I walked away from a lot of money. Sure, right. but most people won't do that. Yeah, you, most you, people won't have. Most people just sit around well, and I take the check. There was a difference. Take the paycheck, and I was number one. I was on a number one show. I didn't walk away from a crap station that was dying. We were kicking the shit out of Mike Missinelli. You were. We had him. We had his hair dye running down his face. <laughs> That's how bad things were. <laughs> The pro- I think the problem was. By the way, you notice I haven't dyed my beard anymore. No, no, you're looking good, boy. The, pro- the problem love was that. Is that in, in, <laughs> with WIP. Got that nursing home stench on you, boy. With WIP, there was a idea from upper management that the the reason why you guys were not were number one didn't have so much to do with you. But it had to do with Josh. That's well, what they. What it was they, both, they, we were, there was two people on the show. I'm not. I'm not taking no, anything away but from I mean, Josh. It, but what I'm saying is, is that, the, and and I am somewhat coming to Josh's defense on this because I think that this happens a lot of times when somebody is told constantly, "You are God's gift to mm-hmm. whatever it might be." It creates a complex. It creates a complex, and you start believing that, and you don't realize that other people have input and that might you might be able to learn something from somebody. And I think that that created an environment that was unfortunate because it was very clear that Josh thought that he was the reason why you guys no, were number it, it, no, one. No, it was not. I don't believe that at all. I, no, I, I think absolutely. that Josh thought because Andy Bloom hired him and, and told him he was going to be the next Howard Stern. Damn it, Natalie, what's going on with you your phone? Uh, Put it on vibrate. Oh, that's not your phone. Who's is this, Brian? That's Brian's oh, phone. No, Brian... No, it's mine. Oh, oh, oh uh, wait a minute. Don't you know how to mute your phone? It's Ryan calling her I'm phone. I'm supposed to be answering this, oh. right? Isn't this this call, the call screener thing that I, oh. that I don't know I don't what know. I'm doing? We don't know yet. <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. It's right after this rant, we'll get back to you. What the hell is going on back there? <laughs> Poor Are Natalie. You? I'm yelling at her for having her phone. She's like the Time Life operator. <laughs> like, I know. I'm like, I think I'm supposed well, to answer much better looking this. Than the phone is going off the hook, and he's like, ah! <laughs> Where was I now? I forget. Yeah, no, so you were, oh, you, Josh, Josh. No, Andy Bloom knew that Josh Innes, when he was working nights, he was going to put him on afternoons and that he needed somebody in there to help him because yeah. he, was, he was pretty much, even though he was pretty good at night, he, wasn't, he was a new entity because Anthony Gargano, with all due respect, was already being wooed by 97.5 
surreptitiously behind the scenes while they were denying me an opportunity to give me a new contract and screwed me over. A little collusion said, going on. Yeah, I mean, there was no doubt. Right. They were Absolutely. tampering. They were tampering with Anthony Gargano when he was doing afternoons at There's WIP. No doubt. Mm-hmm. They knew his contract was running out. And, the and the Matt Nahagian and the management at 97.5. And I don't normally do this, but I'm doing it now. You know why? Because I don't give a crap anymore. Right. I have no... I Isn't that liberating now? I, I, yeah. I'm not going to go back and cry because I never crawled and asked anybody for a job. That's the beauty of the podcast. I have never in my career mm-hmm. ever asked for a job. No. I never looked for a job. I never went to a place and knocked on a door. Mm-hmm. Thank God. And even when I was young, my first job, somebody came to me. Right. So I've been fortunate. You've been that lucky. People that is wa- very lucky. Mm-hmm. But it's also that people saw something in me and they hired me. And yes. I always thought I did what I, was pro- I promised them I would do. Mm-hmm. But now I don't really care anymore. Because basically, radio management people are just guys covering their asses. Right. That's what they do. CYA should be on every business card. It seems like just rearranging the director. deck chairs on the Titanic lately with these. Every radio program players. director, every station manager, all they have on their cards next to their title should be CYA. Not CPA. Or CYO. C- that was big in the uh, you know, C- oh, yeah. school. They yes. should be running CYO. Exactly. <laughs> CYA means cover your ass. Yes. That's all they do. They put out fires with upper management to protect their own little turfs, yes. keeping their jobs, keeping their benefits, so they're not out on the street. Because once one of these guys gets fired, they won't have another job. Mm-hmm. Nobody's hiring sports radio program directors anymore to make big decisions. Right. They're basically babysitters. They're basically being told, you sit there. If we need to hire a weekend person, you make a phone call. Nice. That's what their job is. And I'm not knocking. That's the, that's the climate. It's not that these people aren't any good or they couldn't do it. It's the climate of the business where program directors are basically stooges. Okay. They don't have any programming input whatsoever. And they know it. And so they want a job. And they're not good enough to be on the air for the most part. And so they take a programming job. And they sit in an office and hope that there aren't any waves, that things don't get, that somebody doesn't do something stupid on the air. Don't rock the boat. That the upper management at CBS in New York has to call down and say, what the hell's going on? Right. Or at uh, Greater Media, which is now Beasley. That's all these companies do. These guys are professional, cover your ass, put out the fire guys. And in the case of 97.5 in particular, Mike Missinelli, I've said it before, I'm not going to say it again, because this is all I'll have to say. Yes. This guy has been protected more than a mobster, all right? <laughs> Mobsters have less protection than this guy. But God bless him. I don't care about him. I don't care what he does. Mm-hmm. But everybody's picking on Josh Innes today because he got fired. And yeah, people and I, don't think, oh, Josh. I don't think there's any balance here. I agree. The, you know, and, I agree. And the, to me, the, the, it's like burying the lead. Yep. It's like burying the lead story. Yep. The lead story isn't that Josh Innes did something silly on the no. air to mock Mike Missinelli, mm-hmm. which he did all the time. Mm-hmm. The story is... 97.5 doesn't discipline anybody right. Nobody. for perpetrating a fraud. Well, for the and here's the offense. thing that makes, makes it even more. The fact that supposedly Pat Egan did this on his own mm-hmm. for two years. years. Yeah, it's like it was a two-week Everybody supposedly at the station knew about it except for one person somehow. Right. And that was Mike Missinelli. Right. Let me be that honest is, There's be absolutely no, no way. Let me be fair. Natalie, do you believe Mike Missinelli did not know? Natalie, real quick, before you answer that question, you just wave to the camera because there's people who just want you to wave to him. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Why don't they, they, they want they, I don't know. They want well, the cute girl I mean, to wave to him. I don't know. <laughs> is it obvious? So, I mean, the, 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 the thing is, is that... I'm not trying to get you in trouble, Natalie. I'm just asking you an honest question. In trouble for what? Well, my answer, you said you're not going to rip anybody. I'm asking you to rip. I'm asking you a question. I... The thing is, I don't like to give an opinion on something that I don't feel informed about, and I don't know the background of the situation. Do you believe that a producer, if you, you worked at WIP, yeah. if, 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 if Joe Wechter 
had somebody call in and for two years, two, two years. years pretending on to be a, somebody like that they're not. Basis. You yeah. think Angelo Cataldi in any way, shape, or form, when, and it was an employee in the next room, yeah. you think Angelo would not know about it? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Seriously, I, do you I, I find think? it hard to believe, but I do not know. I know you don't know. I don't know either. I'm just saying there's absolutely no way in this particular case that Mike Missanelli did not know. Well, that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's your opinion. My opinion is I don't, I don't know enough about that radio station at all to even give one. Well, in this particular case, both I Tony know Pat. And I, I went to high school with him. What did he know, and when did he know it? That's <laughs> what but, needs but both, to happen. Here. Both Tony and I do know that radio station, and, and right, frankly, to me, there is absolutely no way that Mike didn't know. There, I just I, I find that so highly doubtful, especially after two years. I could see maybe a month or two, maybe three months going by without him knowing. But then after two years of weekly phone calls or however long... And they just let this, buy, we'll let this die out. So, and and again, I'm yeah. not calling for people's heads. I'm not no, saying no, no. Mike Smith and I should be fired. Right, but there's got to be balance. I'm saying the fact that they did something this heinous mm-hmm. that made their radio station a national laughing stock mm-hmm. and that nothing happens mm-hmm. as a result. It's like, again, I hate to use Hillary Clinton or, or, or even Donald Trump. Something stupid happens. Right. In the case of Trump, though, the media is so for Hillary right, right. that they'll never let him. They just keep yeah. bringing it up. Exactly. 15,000 emails are released, mm-hmm. and the media ignores it. Right. They well, ignore it because something else happens. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening in this case. This story will go away, Yep. and then tomorrow they'll, they'll be... Yeah, I'll go to the next inane topic. And it, it, this kind of stuff doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. It, should it should go away. It usually this doesn't in this day and age. This is a stain mm-hmm. on your career. I've done dumb things in my career, and I've been stained by them. Mm-hmm. I did a tweet five years ago during yeah. a baseball game. Which this that, pa- that, ha- that pales that- in comparison to this. Pales in comparison. In my I opinion. Did. Yeah, because I, t- I tweeted out something stupid in the heat of the moment. Listen, I'm not defending what I did. Yeah, but, but guess it, what? When I did what I did, I faced tr- death threats. Yeah, I, I faced losing my job. I faced... All kinds of and it was trivial stuff. compared to. What I compared had to national that. media people calling mm-hmm. for my firing, calling for my execution yep. for something I did on Twitter. Was it a, a two-year a, joke that went on for you know? A, no, a it was something that I did during exactly. a stupid and you baseball know how, you know game. Long, a dumb fan. You know how long that Twitter post was actually up? Because I, as soon as he posted it, mm-hmm. he said something to me. And I'm like, oh my god, do you realize what that sounds that you can't say? I, rem- goes, I remember oh, that night. He's right. It, it was mm-hmm. on for less than thirty seconds. It was. It was really a shot at Bruce Bochy of the San Francisco Giants. Giants are playing the Phillies in the postseason, and one of the giant pitchers threw it's uh, Shane Victorino. Right. And I took a shot at Bochi mm-hmm. because one of the things that always bothers me, I don't care who the teams are, when a pitcher has to throw at a guy mm-hmm. in retaliation for something that happened earlier in the game, I find that the utmost in cowardice. Mm-hmm. You're basically, and I don't care who the manager is, it just happened to be Bruce, Bruce Bochi. Bruce Bochi, right. That when you, when you instruct a pitcher to throw at a guy to hit him because something happened earlier in the game, that is cowardice. That's right. taking a dangerous weapon and saying, hey, by the way, you go out there and you do it. Right. And I, and I, I basically insulted the pitcher, mm-hmm. and I didn't even know who the pitcher was. Right. Okay? So it wasn't, it wasn't like I knew the pitcher. I had mm-hmm. a vendetta. So anyway, I tweeted out, and then I immediately removed it within 30 seconds. But people copied the tweet. They didn't even copy the right. tweet. They just paraphrased the tweet. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, was, I faced over a year I of persecution yeah. on a daily I basis. I had national groups threatening mm-hmm. to kill me. Mm-hmm. I had to have armed security. Mm-hmm. Over a tweet about a baseball game. Not only you, and guys like Mike Missanelli can beat up producers on video in bars, can do things year after year after year, and never face the consequences. That's the problem with right. radio, and that's why I'm glad to be away from away it. from it. This is further proof that you're, you made the right so, decision. And I'm not saying I should have. I mm-hmm. was treated on. No, I faced mm-hmm. the. I faced I the remember. music. I remember when that I happened. faced it the was, music. It was ridiculous. As somebody who's been doing this for 45 years, right. and as a pretty 
damn good record right. of understanding what to say on the air, where the line and not, is. And, and also, not for anything, the PC police back then were not nearly as powerful as they are now. No, they were pretty bad five but, years ago. But now it's, they're You everywhere. have groups that are looking for people right. that they can target if you right. do something on the internet. I mean, now it's completely out of control, but back then it wasn't even that... And this, I, and by the way, it became that I said it on the air. Yeah, but that it became yeah, right. a lie, which was a lie. It yeah. never, I never said anything. I remember like that. it happened. It was never ridiculous. ever ever yeah. said anything like that on the air. You went through hell, but you, you know what? I, then I faced the consequences of Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah, like a dope, I left California to move back to Philly right. because Matt Nahagian lied to me about having me come back to Philadelphia and used Robin to try to get me to move back to. And listen, I love Philly; it's my home. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad that I moved back. I'm mad at the bullshit lies that Matt Nahagian told Robin and me as a reason to get me to leave California and move back to Philadelphia. Because right. That's pr- what bothers he me. He promised you that you would have the morning show. Correct. But he was wooing Anthony Gargano on the QT, the time, right. which is a complete fraudulent business practice. Right. That's wow. fraudulent. Not anymore, fraud. obviously. No, I mean, but it doesn't matter. That's what happens, and that's why, that, that's why I'm away from the business. I don't want to deal with that nonsense anymore. Right. And that's why I walked away from it. I'm perfectly happy doing this. And by the way, this. just to set the record straight, it wasn't just when, they, when Matt was trying to get Tony to move to Philly. It was up until less than a month before they, gave, they, they let Tony go, even though they're saying that Tony quit. A month before Tony was let go from 97.5, on the phone, Matt said that... When we do morning show, we're not quite ready yet, but when mm. we do a morning show, you're my man. Mm. Those were his exact words. So anyway, that's all water under the dam now. I just had to get that out there tonight. Because right. people to this day keep asking me, mm-hmm. you know, what happened What, here, what, what really happened. happened yeah. But WIP, what happened was I was lied to. Andy Bloom hired me because he needed me to help Josh, mm-hmm. and I helped him for a couple months, but I didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. I go home at night, number one, and saying. To Robin, I said, I don't feel like I'm number one. Uh, yeah, exactly. And when you do this, and you like what you do, and mm-hmm. you go home, and you don't feel satisfied doing it anymore... Then why do it? You stop doing it. Mm-hmm. And I walked away from a lot of money. Yep. So it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here on a multimillionaire. I'm sitting in a row home in South Philly, because I'd, I, I'm more principled than I am just... Just do whatever it takes to get a paycheck right. and get deal with the BS every day and let people step on you and walk all over you and mistreat you mm-hmm. because you got a paycheck coming. Right. A lot of people do that now because oh, they yeah. need the paycheck. Well, Ton so of how would you advise people who want to who look up to you to get into this business? I would tell them not to. Not because of <laughs> I'm saying if you're talented and you're really good at something, you should pursue it. I'm not saying I'm not going to be one of those don't do it now, it's a terrible business. I'm saying that if you want to become really good at this business, uh, women, it's a great opportunity. Women more so than ever. Broadcasting is a great, great opportunity. Because women, you see them everywhere now. They're, it's not one of those things. We're not going to, well, sports is still, but sports is changing now. You're seeing more and more women on radio doing sports talk. You're seeing a ton of women on TV doing anchoring, doing reporting. So it's no longer the, oh, there's a woman on the field, she's in the locker room. Those days are long gone. No, no. I remember when it started, when the first woman was in the mm-hmm. locker room and it was a big deal. Remember Sam Weish with the Bengals? Absolutely. <laughs> so those days are gone. Women are respected as long as the athletes respect the person's sports knowledge, and you have to have sports knowledge, and you're not just in the locker room trying to hook up with athletes. Right. And I think we, those days are pretty much gone for the most part. Right. Young people, they should pursue it. But if you're pursuing it thinking that you're going to make a million dollars a year, yeah. Forget this isn't it. the avenue to go. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the Angelo Cataldi's and the people who are making a million dollars a year, those days are over. Those days are over. Mm-hmm. God bless Angelo. I mean, he was there at the beginning. He got it done right, and he's making all the money he can because he's earned it and because he commands it, and they have to pay him because they can't afford to lose him. Yeah. But those jobs are few and far between now. I quit. 
They're <laughs> I'm out. All right, that's my rant. There you have it. Beautiful. Anybody wants to comment, you can call. Is our phone yes. lines working? Phone lines are working. Are they? We will call some people, too. <laughs> we're, we're, well, we're going to have don't call us, we'll call you. We have some people that, that okay. messaged us earlier that wants to call them in a second hour. We'll do that. Wait, are you ripping Brian again, Natalie? <laughs> no, I just... <laughs> Everybody was, still wants to call no, Natalie for I some was reason. Never, I was never ripping Brian. I just don't know where, like, I was supposed to answer the phone. That's why I'm just well, confused. I don't know. Yeah, Facebook it? Live is turning like Natalie's personal Tinder. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, this is people. This is not a way to hit on the people on the show. People <laughs> want to talk to no. Natalie. You, you want to hit on us, you DM us, goddamn. Exactly. Right. right. You go to Twitter like everybody else and get People want to talk to Natalie about your rant. I don't understand what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Natalie has no opinion. Exactly. Why would you want to talk to her? I have an opinion. I just, I would prefer to, you know, I, it, it's not, I just don't, it's just not my avenue, and you know that. What hey. avenue? I asked you an opinion. Tashunk I do Avenue. have an right opinion. Right at the corner. I have an opinion on the Eagles and, you know, the Phillies and the Sixers. I want an opinion on the broadcasting medium, <laughs> which you have been involved in. Don't forget the for arena years. Look, I, I, I still, I still want to grow my career. I love, I love broadcasting media. I love radio. I love podcasting. I love television. So, like, I, I am on the very other end of the spectrum from you. You walked away on top. You know what I mean? I'm still a peon scraping oh, at the bottom. To, I'm not yeah, telling you to burn bridges so you'll never get a Natalie, job. We're, we're crawling. We're, we're crawling, well, yeah. Let me, let me, we need to clarify something because I don't think that the medium is there's no opportunity there. I actually think that the medium itself has even more opportunity than there was before. It's just not necessarily through terrestrial radio. It's okay. not even that, oh, no. Robin. I'm That's not, not even, true. No, it's not even terrestrial radio. I, I think it's just when it comes down to business politics, it, it, if you want my opinion, it's business. And Absolutely. If, right. And That's when you take is. the passion out of anything, just like the NFL, just like Major League Baseball, it's a business. People get cast aside, fired, promoted, lied to, like because it's business. Of you know course. what I mean? And it's and not it's, just radio. And it doesn't by the way. make That's it right. Everywhere. Yeah, no, and it doesn't make any of it right. It doesn't so, make any of it right. So we actually have someone who wants to talk. Jim from Sheltonham is on the line. He wants to talk radio. This guy knows radio. Does he have any tape of me? Uh, I don't know. We're gonna find out. Past? We're gonna find out in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's an eighteen-minute gap. <laughs> Hang tight. We're gonna try to. We're gonna, we're gonna try to pull him up. We're gonna do oh, the new phone system here. <laughs> and he doesn't want to talk to Natalie. We sure no. Surprisingly, is he on my phone? Because I don't know where my phone is. No, that's gone. Don't worry. That's gone. Don't worry about stupid things. Robin didn't know where her phone was. She almost had a heart attack. We put it on eBay. It's a burner phone. phone. All right, there you go. That's my next phone coming up in September. I got a flip phone. Uh, I got a rotary phone. I'm getting a flip phone in October. You mark my words. I believe it. Robin thinks I'm kidding. (laughs) You get them cheap. Robin thinks I'm joking. I am getting a flip phone. I'm getting a beeper. I'm going to have two pagers. You know my beeper, yes. I'm getting a sky pager. Pager. How about a sky pager? They're big. Hey, Jim, how are you, buddy? Tony? Yes, Jim. How you doing? Hey, we're beautiful, man. Well, the situation with the two radio stations here in town gets uglier and uglier. Yeah, I mean, Agreed. again, I, I don't want to keep ripping the stations. You know what? They do what they do. I'm not a part of either place anymore. I don't even pay attention. I, I, I mean, I got caught up in this because Robin's telling me last night at 1130 in bed when I'm watching some ghost show that uh, I'm watching that movie, The Fifth Wave. Did you see that movie? The alien no, thing no. was pretty good. The fifth wave. Yeah, it was out, it was out earlier this year. It bombed, but it was all right. Anyway, so Robin's telling me, did you see this about Mike Missanelli and Josh Innes? I said, no. So she starts reading me all these websites. I'm like, I don't want to hear that crap. I don't care. I'm not going to tolerate your crap today. <laughs> Trying to get some pretty sleep. Much, pretty much what he said. 
<laughs> I'm worried about the Phillies pitching and the young guys can't throw right. anymore. Exactly, getting bombarded. <laughs> What's the guy's name? Jake Thompson? Yes. Yeah. His ERA is uh, it's still calculating. Infinity. To speak. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what's higher. I just, Joe tweeted the national debt clock. National debt clock. Yeah. I couldn't find a good one. ERA, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's higher. ERA or Norm's tab at Cheers. I have no idea. <laughs> it was over seven going in. So Wow. I mean, All right, Jim. Go ahead, man. We but ripped the Phillies. I don't understand. 97.5 are getting the best ratings they've ever had. And they pull this stunt with these two producers. You know, it just makes no sense. It's all like Barry Bonds, who is a great hitter, but all of a sudden he takes steroids. It's basically almost the same situation. It makes no sense. Good point. Well, it's a very competitive. I mean, I understand it. It's very competitive. WIP's been the big dog for a long time. 97.5's made in roads. And, you know, and, and there's choice. People want choice, right? Isn't that what everybody wants? They want a yeah. choice. They don't want a monopoly. They don't want just one choice to listen to, or right. else you'd listen to nothing else. Exactly. Especially now with all the options you have in social media. Exactly. But these people say, well, I listen to the New York station. Right. No, you don't. They don't talk. If, if you're a Philly person, you're not listening to Mike Francesa. Right. Okay? He's talking about the Yankees and the Mets, unless you're a Yankee or a Mets fan. Right. I'll go back and forth just because the Philly stations have been such garbage lately. So, Since well, one turny Bruno left. We can all agree well, on the situation that. really that now is, the changing of Beasley buying 97.5. And what I'm hearing, a lot of people are nervous at that stage. They're going to lose their jobs. Though they're not going to change the format, they may be doing more national radio than local radio because it's much cheaper doing national radio than doing a local show. Well, they had that. You remember they had ESPN programming. They had Mike and Mike on in the morning. They didn't do a local morning show. They had ESPN programming, I think, from like 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. And so till 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. So 12 hours of the day was syndicated. And you see it in most smaller markets. And now you're going to start seeing it in the bigger markets because radio stations, you know, don't want to spend the money because they're looking at the bottom line. It's like every industry. They're looking at the bottom line. And why pay people to sit around and talk sports when you don't have to? Right. Which is why <laughs> for someone like me who just loves to do this, that's what you've got to be into it for. You're right, Tony. If you're into it for the money, no, you're, not going to get SOL. Exactly. It's like Luigi. He's, yeah. he's into this for the money, and you look at him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he's destitute. It's a sinking ship, yo. Really? <laughs> it's the same shirt I'm for three weeks. For, I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it for the love of the game, Tony. You, that, you, know, you, you really, you really are. Because the there ain't no money here. Damn right. Now, Jim, right. let me ask you this. As a man who appreciates radio, and you've been listening, Tony, though. he's been listening to radio forever. Like yes. I have. I grew up listening he's to radio. He's the one that has all your tapes and archives. He has more tapes in my career than I do, because I don't have anything. But now, do you tape radio programs now like you did back in the day, Jim? Um, not really, but this, like I said, I'm trying to explain this. Beasley has this situation right now. They already own the old 610 WIP. Now. Correct. They're playing 18 hours of ESPN radio every day, but ESPN threw a lot of money at them. Right. So now what do they do? They, they get rid of 610, do 97, do they simulcast both stations? They probably and will they simulcast. they can't be happy what has happened the last couple of days. I no, and then nobody is. Listen, a little differently than not greater media. I'm not, call, I'm not hoping that everybody at both radio stations lose their jobs. Or, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just looking for balance. I, I, lo I love these people. I love a lot of people. I respect them. There's a couple people I don't respect, but I don't really care about them. They don't care about me. But for the most part, everybody I've worked with, I get along with. I respect them. They like me. I like them. I think that's pretty much been the way it's gone in my career. But, uh, but, but the, the people who think they're going to lose their jobs are not the important people. That's the problem. The two people that are not going to lose their jobs are Angelo Cataldi and Mike Missinelli at, at 97.5. Right. You know, and then that WIP, Angelo's not going to lose his job. Well, he's almost... He's, and Anthony Gargano's not going to lose his He's retired. He's retired. Yeah. yeah, he's Angelo not going to retire. has two years left in his contract. He's Missinelli, not going to retire. I think we'll hang it up in another three, at the most four nah, years. Yeah, Mike Missinelli will never retire. 
But wow. Angelo is. And I, 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 I don't know whether Angelo is. He's, he's already just, hinted that he may be talking. He hints that every time. I talked to him three years ago when he was about to sign his new contract. He said he wasn't going to sign it. He wanted to retire. Yeah. You know what? Because Angelo, I love Angelo. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. So he knows that if he gives this up, mm-hmm. he's got to go do something else. Right. <laughs> his, format, his format of his show is just so tried and, and tested, and it, and it works. So, I mean, he's not going to make any changes. He's just going to keep doing what he's doing. Exactly. It's not that he needs the money. So successful. It's yeah, not that no, he, not he not doesn't need the money. He's got nah. his own Facebook account. Does, does Natalie have a call-in number? <laughs> does Natalie, come on. <laughs> Paying no attention to the rant. I got to turn this thing off, man. I'm, I'm <laughs> anyway, Jim, you know what? I'm, I don't want do, to discourage people. I don't want to tell people the radio industry sucks. It doesn't. It's been my life. I mean, if it wasn't for the radio industry, I wouldn't have had a great career. You know, I owe everything to radio. I, I love radio. I'm not saying it's awful. I'm just saying that the way it's changed, like every other industry. It's, it's but big, that's why you're changing business. with it. I mean, yeah. it's like, a trouble town. AM radio is just about dead, mm-hmm. and FM has major problems. And you're seeing yep. the two problems with the two sports stations. They both have problems. You know, correct. But the problems are. You know what the problems stem from? Though? Likely, WIP is going to be sold pretty in the next two years. Yeah, but they're not going to flip. CBS to get rid of all their stations. Yeah, but when somebody buys CBS, they have the Eagles, they have the Phillies, they have the important properties. That's what they have. And, then, and once you have the two main sports franchises in the city, like the Phillies and the Eagles, you're in good shape. You're in good shape. And yes. so they're not in trouble. N- neither one of these stations is in trouble. Mm-hmm. Now, are their employees in trouble? Some of them are, but they're oh, not yes, in trouble. Hello? All right, Jim. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for checking in. Oh, Tony, thanks a lot. Take care. All right. I didn't mean to go off on because I didn't have a scripted rant. No, it was, it was perfect. No, you did. Was... got to talk from the heart. That's what you got to do. Exactly. I'm not Donald Trump. I'm not running for president. You don't so read I don't from the teleprompter like other uh, politicians. Uh, no, I don't. I, I do. I speak from the heart. I know. I don't need a teleprompter. Yes. I we even ha- had a couple of notes, but I don't even look at my notes. That's right. We have a few other people that are on hold right now, Tony. I want to talk about radio since we're talking about radio right now. Yes. It's kind of pertinent, so we're going to pull them up. I got to get to the important things like uh, yes, Joey Bosa. Yeah, Joey, <laughs> Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa. Seventeen million dollars. No nah. It ain't good enough. No. <laughs> I want more money. <laughs> the dope. Uh, Remember, they, everybody thought this kid was a dope when he was coming out of college. Yeah. Remember draft day? people, were, and, then he, and then he went up to number three because he's a great talent. Right. He's got a $17 million body and a 10-cent brain. Absolutely. <laughs> There's That's a lot the of them around. We're gonna, uh, Tom, we're going to go to Tom from, uh, from Newtown. Well, let's go to Tom in Newtown because I have to play the boy, National Waffle Tommy Day. Oh, yeah, nas- we're going to get to that. It's National Waffle Day. And you know what else it is, Natalie and Robin? What? What else? It's Colby Day. Oh, Kobe nice. beef? Kobe bro- No. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good ribeye, though. Are we it? having sliders? <laughs> no, it's Kobe Bryant second hour. day. He has Mamba his own day? Mamba out, baby. Right. Los Angeles. I love Kobe. Kobe beef or Kobe Bryant? Both. Oh, okay. <laughs> a little beef on the side. Yeah. You can't even buy a Kobe beef in most times. Uh, no, no, isn't it like eighty dollars for a pound or I don't know, but I, did you crazy? see the ribeyes that we got the other day? Yes. Oh, they I were unreal, and it tasted Acme. Acme. Lancaster brand. Acme ribeye. on the tenth of Reed. Acme. Acme. Exactly right. Nice. They were the site of the old Moyamensing prison. Right, with the bullet hole still in the uh, wall over there. Exactly yes. right. Keep That's hanging sad. in there, Tom. We'll get the interception. Tom, I'm sorry. Tom went to sleep. We went off on a Kobe beef bribe. Tom, do you right. like sliders? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big slider guy, Natalie. Thank you for asking. Oh, there you good. go. That's our boy, no, Real Tommy Pro, on Twitter. <laughs> What's going That's on, Tom? Right. Uh, what Hello? Where yeah. are you, man? Go ahead. Oh, no, nothing. I wanted to talk about what was going on on the radio today. You know, Joe and I always go back and forth. I would listen to the New York sports radio during the day because the regular radio 
you know, in Philly, the sports radio is just, it, it's not like it used to be when you and Harry Mays were on, mm-hmm. or even, you know, on Saturdays when Glenn and Ray Diddy are on. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, it's really, it's, a, I just it's don't cool. like it. As a Philly sports fan, I want to hear good talk. I want to hear good takes. And that's not something that we have right now. We deserve better. When I listen to Mike Francesa, I have to have an interpreter, though, so I can't understand what he's saying. That's the best part of it. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the best part. It's enormous. <laughs> But he's right. Tommy's right. Huge. Yes. Huge. 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 So, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about the whole situation. Mm -hmm. The other thing I wanted to say was, you know, we had this whole Dwayne from Swedesboro. I don't know one black guy that lives in Swedesboro. Let's be honest. (laughs) Excuse me while I whip this Well, I know the bottles are down there. Actually, you know who used to live in Swedesboro and he's a black guy? Who? Former Eagle great defensive lineman. Hunter extraordinaire. (laughs) Trent Cole? Yes. Uh, Trent, Trent Cole was in Swedesboro? Yes. Well, Trent Cole had a not for the hunt. Yes, he did. When he played for the Eagles, he lived in Swedesboro. Wow. You sure didn't just oh, drive man. through Swedesboro? No, I'm telling you, Trent Cole. That is right. good Swedesboro knowledge. I know my Swedesboro. Yes. The Very Swedes, developed you know, now. The king of Sweden. No, the, was it the king of Sweden was there? It was um, named after Sweden. Oh, is that how it happened? I think yeah. so. I think he was. Well, I, I heard the Swedish chef lived visited. The king of Sweden visited. Gotcha. But they named a big deal for my parents had their wedding reception at the old Swedes, which wow. is not there anymore. No, not there anymore. It's correct. That's in Swedesboro. Yes. Yes. Because my, my, my father was married at Old Swedes on Delaware Ave. Wow. How about that? Old, old Swedes Church? Yeah. Old oh, Swedes. down there. Yeah. Right. yeah, it's still there. Or they yes. call it Swedesboro in Jersey. Swedesboro. <laughs> Swedesboro. <laughs> like Paul's Paulsboro. Exactly. Yes. And it's Burrow. By the Swedish way, bottles. by the way, yes. Tony, um, <laughs> a petition has been started on change.org to get you back on terrestrial radio. Oh, here that will not happen. How about a GoFundMe? <laughs> now, unless we do a GoFundMe, yes, we can exactly. raise seven figures. Right. If I can get some Saudi donors or some people around the world, <laughs> why don't you just pay start for your play. Own, why don't you just start your own radio Start station. your own foundation. Nah, it costs money. The Bruno I have, Foundation. I have to build people, <laughs> right. super rich people who have too much money. To have it send some my way to yes. continue this kind of... It's like NPR. Exactly. I want to yes. be like NPR now. Right. They used to do begathons like twice a year. Mm-hmm. Now it's like every week. Yeah, every week. Every time you turn on... And you on, get a free umbrella, though. Exactly. Yeah, for a dollars you get, you, get, for for $35, you get a CD. Exactly. Well, we have started the new, the new thing, the Bruno Nation. Well, people do love stick Bruno Nation. Bruno Nation. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue. Yes. Sounds good. I like so. Bruno Brigades, too. Bruno Brigade. I think we're going to be in the parade. We're actually yes. going to be right behind... Uh, right behind Froggy Car. Froggy Car, exactly, exactly Car. right. If we hold the microphone, instead of umbrellas. It sounds like... They're beating the crap out of each other. The Bruno Brigade sounds like Natalie and I are out front with uh, twirling yes. batons or exactly. something. Exactly. You'll lead the charge. Can I play like a ukulele or something? Yeah. Yes. How about a Banjo? Banjo, Banjo, Banjo. Or, or xylophone. And Luigi will play a skin flute. We'll, we'll have it what up? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it was great talking with you guys. I appreciate you it. You too, Tommy. Tommy, thanks so much, buddy. See you on Twitter, brother. There he is, Tommy Pro. Is he the real Tommy Pro? Yes. Yeah, we're going to go to... Is there a go- fake Tommy Pro? Yeah, no, no, he's the real one. See, we, we do not have fake callers on the show. He's a good guy. If anybody wants to call pretending to be a fake black guy or a fake Jewish guy or a <laughs> fake Irish guy, we don't play that on the show. No. Don't go there with me, as someone exactly. once said. <laughs> don't go there with me. We keep it real on this show. And as Alan Iverson's mom once said, Yes, Luigi, you want to keep it real. Don't go there with me. Yeah. Don't go there with me. Don't go there with me. Nice you want to keep day. it real, you keep it real with me. That's a real part. No damn right. That's we're, genuine. We're gonna, That's uh, spitting the real truth right That's there. real. We're going to go uh, to Zach from the KOP. 
That would be King, King of, of Prussia, Prussia. correct. Oh, nice. Where the mall now is all one. There is no right. more separation. We know what else is King of Prussia. But the traffic is real. So Sweetsboro was because the King of Sweden, the King of Prussia is... King of Prussia. Well, you know what is King of Prussia? One of our favorite restaurants, Catino Laredo. Yes. Oh, come on. Don't hate on my KOP. I love King of Prussia, man. Are you kidding me? We're down with KOP. That was a great night. That was awesome. Have you been to the mall since What up Wednesday? What up, yo? Hey, I missed your soundboard, but I wanted to chime in real quick. I think 97.5 is going down fast, but they keep a profile on all of their big name callers. There's no way that they didn't know. Just about all this, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's really frustrating. I feel like this is another, uh, <laughs> I feel like the, they work for the Patriots or something because it's just been a big time scam. Well, our fun. understanding is that everybody at 97.5 admits that they knew about it. It's just that supposedly Mike Missinelli was the only one at the station that somehow didn't know. Hmm. Do you believe that? That, that just makes no, no sense to me. That, that makes no sense. They're big time over there, they're pushing their ratings, they're in a battle with WIP and they keep on pushing hard like that. That's just, that's a bogus story. And what they portrayed him to be, I, I'm sorry, I'm not, and, and the, the the personality he portrayed on the radio, it just, I never <laughs> it actually really heard it. I, so that's, that's why I was asking Luigi there. I said, so this Dwayne guy, Pat Egan playing Dwayne, black guy, was he, was he portraying a legitimate, serious, Sports talk caller, or was he a, was he was he an act? Was he shtick? By the way, turn your turn your radio off in the background. We can hear. You have radio, Robin. This is all over no, the no, internet. No, well, be on his Facebook Live. It'll be open. Just turn the. Oh, that's my shower. Sorry. Hey, no, but this is the, if you listen to him, they tried to portray him as a, just a typical African American, yep. and he did a lot of strange things. Mm-hmm. And for him to come across that way, it just. I don't like they weren't thinking they didn't both sides didn't cross before they came off the idea. I think they tried a little radio stunt one night and it worked and they ran with it. And Mike found out too late and it was too popular at that point. Like they still have calls like Iggy, Bernie and all those people they keep track of. No, I but know Bernie. Now, see, the thing know, is, it make sense. I, now, we've met Bernie from Brumall. Bernie from Brumall is legit. He really is a real guy, and, and, very nice, sweet and guy. And one thing about no, I, I know, I know he's legit, but I'm just saying they keep track of their, their callers that, you know, they have, they have the street cred they know, and that's what I'm saying. For, for Mike not to be on that, no, I don't believe that one bit. I don't either. Again, I really don't because knowing this, doing local, even on national shows that we've done, whenever we go out and meet people, we meet people who are callers that we've never met. We meet people who are Twitter followers that we've never met. So most of the, especially regular callers now, regular callers, you get to know them. Yeah. You, you, you don't think that they're fake. There's not one caller yeah. I've ever had in my 40-plus years of doing this that I said, uh, even the guy who used to call me stoned at night and was pretending he was smoking a bong, <laughs> I actually had him prove it. And he did. He, did. he lit it up on the air because I thought he was doing sound effects. It wasn't Ricky Williams, was it? No, no, it wasn't right, Ricky okay. Williams. But wasn't no, Sean so, no, you, so my point is... You're exactly this, right. You know why? Everybody's calling in, oh, I met you at Fanatic Fest, and they're Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. So to perpetrate a fraud for two years... And have a person, and again, I don't want to, see, Bomani Jones on ESPN has been trashing Pat Egan. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to trash Pat Egan. Pat Egan's a young guy trying to move up in the industry, okay? Like when exactly. Howard Stern has his callers in, mm-hmm. they're not fake people. You know, when he has handicapped people that he calls names and, and, and it gives a name too, not, not trying to degrade them. Right. But he gives them labels, right? This is uh, whatever, you know, he yeah, gives this people is, This names. is one arm Rick or whatever. But that's what right. they are. They're not somebody pretending to be another race, or another gender, or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why, to me, well, that's fraud. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and here's my last question, you guys, then I'll let you go. Did you see what Josh tweeted on his way out, his photo, uh, just of the African-American yeah. with the white eyes? It was Al Jolson. Yeah, it's Al Jolson. No, yeah, Robin showed guys. me that last night. That was Al Jolson but back it, in the You see the point he was oh. trying to make. Yeah. It, just, yeah. it, it, didn't, it didn't play well. Well, he tweeted that his way out the door, so who cares? Mm-hmm. He can say whatever he wants. He probably knew he was getting the kick out the door. Right, but at that point, he didn't, he didn't care. Honestly, he, he, he knew. He was trying to expose all that, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not taking sides here. I mean, you do something dumb. Oh, I, I didn't hear any of the Josh stuff because I didn't hear any of this stuff. No. But I didn't hear. Uh, Luigi was telling me that, uh, that he had people calling in pretending to be fake callers. Yeah. So it was shtick. Mm-hmm. He portrayed it as you're going to be fake, and some guy called in pretending to be Carlos Ruiz. Right. And doing a Hispanic thing. Oh, what God. Jo- what Josh I did, didn't know that, yeah, really? Well, well, what Josh did was he basically. He made fun of the whole situation by saying, tonight, today, just call up and be whoever you want to be. So people call and say, Which is actually hey, kind is of funny. To be hey, fair to Josh, that you? is kind yeah. of funny. That's I, I thought a it was funny kind of, idea. It was a funny idea. People were calling and saying, hey, this is the Tooth Fairy. What's up? Right, right. You know what I mean? Like stupid stuff like that. But then a few people went a little too far and took it like, you know, they were blatantly being racist and saying mm-hmm. racist things on air and they just let it go. That's where it just and that's where and you Josh have to went stop wrong yeah. where instead of cutting them off he just let them go. Like he said, you said that there was one guy that portrayed... One guy in particular portrayed Carlos Ruiz and he was basically just laying out every and single Mexican stereotype possible. And it went on for Mexican like 15 minutes or something like that, yeah. I saw a quote from Josh I saw a quote from Josh's agent uh, when I was reading up on this stuff today saying that uh, they were looking for a reason to get rid of him. Josh didn't get fired because of what he did on the air yesterday. He got fired because Andy Bloom's not there, and he had nobody there to keep him in line ever since Bloom was fired, uh-huh. and that's why he went out of control. Andy <laughs> Bloom didn't, didn't keep him that. in line back then. There's no, there was nobody ever keeping him in line. No, Andy Bloom would talk to him every day and try to. And, but there was and, no keeping him in no, line. No, he would just remind him every day to, to you know try to keep it reasonable, and then he would do whatever he wanted. But at least he had somebody constantly on him. That's true. And, but obviously that didn't happen once Andy Bloom got fired. But anyway, you know what? That's what happens in the business. People are tired of this stuff, and, you know, it, it happens in yeah. all media. My, Tony, my question is to you, though. What, what do you see this doing to Philly Sports Radio? Like, are, are we going to go back? Like, I think 97.5 could be absorbed, and we're going to go back to the national official. What do you see this doing to, you know, Philly Sports Talk Radio? Because we're not the New York or L.A. I don't think, I, I, my opinion, I don't know inside information. I'm not a venture capitalist. But here's the thing. If there, what you think, yeah. There's, there's two sports stations in one of the greatest sports cities in the world. To tell me that they're both, one of them's going to go away doesn't make any sense. Why would Beasley buy exactly. a station? I mean, MMR is a powerhouse, right? They got the number one morning show. Yep. Right. They got MGK, which does well. You know, they got Ben FM, which does okay. So it's not like they have bad properties that are all hemorrhaging money. They all make money. MMR makes a ton of money. 97.5 makes money. The problem is... That, that, uh, that they want to make more money. Mm-hmm. And the way you make more money is by getting rid of more employees. ESPN did the same thing. ESPN, you know, was making gazillions of dollars, but they, were, they wanted to make more money. They wanted to cut the overhead, mm-hmm. so they started getting rid of some of their big-name talents. Keith Olbermann, you know, and Chris Berman, and they're pushing him yeah. out the door now. Yeah. They don't want superstars. They just want people who are going to tune it in and watch the highlights and move on. They don't want to create stars because stars command money. They want everybody to think... You're only watching this because you're watching the brand. You're not watching the individual talent. But in radio, it's different. Because in radio, especially talk radio, sports talk or general talk, people are listening to the host. 
They're not listening for music. No. They're listening for what the host the has to say right. or what the, 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 the scope of the show is. You right. either do you like it or you don't. Right. Do you relate to the person? Do you like exactly. the person's ideas? Do you agree with the person? Do you, right. Or do you listen just to hate? Exactly. You know, one or the other. One way or the other, you're listening either because you, it's the old Howard Cosell routine. You, are, you, you hated him or you loved him, <laughs> yep. but you listen, but you to, listen him. to him no matter mm-hmm. what. So I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think I don't think this, I don't think either station's going away. I could be wrong, but I doubt it. It just yeah. doesn't make any sense. My biggest sense. frustration, though, I wish I know this will never happen, so it's just stupid to even say. But I wish there was no filter on the sound offs, so we could really hear what the ninety-seven-five fans are feeling, because you know exactly they're playing what they want the people to hear. Oh, I want to hear what they the fans add, are no, saying. But they're not, not a fan. They're not going to air critical yeah. phone calls. You know, they'll air yeah. funny ones. No, they're all recorded, and then they edit them during the day and put them together. I don't have a problem with that. It's obviously a popular bit. Yeah. All right, man. Appreciate your call. Thanks yeah. for calling in, man. So, Thanks, Tony. Have a good night. You what too. Up? What up, yeah. <laughs> By the way, you, we, what up? we have an APB out for Jose. I actually yeah. called, I called him out of the kindness Did you talk of my to heart. Him? No, I got his answer machine, but I let him know that we were worried about him because we haven't seen him on social media. Yeah. We haven't heard from him anywhere. Oh, no. Remember, yeah, we exactly. called him the last two Wednesday last nights. Last two Wednesdays, and we were kind of making fun right. of him for not answering, but now I'm worried. So real quick, um, I have a few more people on hold right now, and I'm being told that the phones are burning up pretty big. So we're going to take two more calls, Tone. Now, how many calls will we take for Natalie in the second hour? Uh, I don't uh, know. All of them. <laughs> it depends how many she wants, man. Really? <laughs> how many sliders can you handle, sweetheart? <laughs> she gets that line all the time. So, Stop it. I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. Jeez. So what's going to happen You realize is, that's sexual harassment. <laughs> yes, I, I do. But I don't get paid, and this isn't exactly a, a, you know, a business, so it's okay. Um, it's you're, just, just, you're just hitting on me in Tony's live, uh, dining room. Right. That's, that's all. Exactly. It's it's harmless. What happens Freaking when you... Freaking sports you know, radio. Anybody, yeah. Any female that's in sports radio exactly. better be able to handle that's anything. Right. I got you, Kobe oh, yeah. beef, <laughs> <laughs> When you're breaking rigatoni uh, with USDA prime You're sitting around breaking bread. you got to expect family type of conversation. It's like a happy family here, right? So what I'm suggesting is I say we take these two calls... Go to uh, go to break a few minutes late, and then we'll figure out exactly how many we want to have out. In Before the second we hour. take a, we have a lot to get to in the second hour. Yes. yes, and just for those of you who are listening live on Facebook Live, mm-hmm. we are going to do the show in two segments. So at the end, when we go to break, uh, this stream will end, and we will restart another one. So make sure that you switch over to Facebook Live. Yeah, it's still it's, it's still going to be on mm-hmm. Facebook Live. It's just going to be in a new stream. Because uh, the stream starts to get choppy after. Oh, it does. Yeah, it, Facebook. That's not just Louise drinking wine. No, <laughs> the wine's been going. I've been on coffee. People are also asking, especially one person, uh, Michael here on Facebook, has been asking, "Where is the show hosted from?" Tony. Now, normally, Tony introduces the entire show, but today was a little bit mm-hmm. different, and he went right into his the topic rant. of the day. So. But no, I, I tried to introduce everybody. Said, I said Luigi no, was no, cooking no, all day. No, but Joe normally, Corrado's here. Natalie, we're live from somewhere. Today, we are live from the Bruno Compound, yes, South we, Philadelphia, in the living room, not Sunny Hills living room. No, no. no. we're from the dining room. Exactly. <laughs> Sunny Hill has the living room. We're Tony Bruno's dining room. We are actually at my dining room table. We're not discussing Tom Gola tonight. No, we're we're not in in Washington Township. Yes. We're not in Deptford. No. We're in South. We're not in Swedesboro. I'll tell you how much right now. Although we've been in Swedesboro. We've done shows from Swedesboro. Yes, we have. We never ran into Wayne Dwayne there. No. We're gonna uh, right now. We're gonna go to Steve from Colorado Springs, and he's just turn his uh, his radio down a little bit. Turn his computer down. Turn whatever he's got going on over there. Hey, Steve, what's going on out there, man? Not much. What's going on with you guys? Let me check. <laughs> it's not that um, busy, man. It's not I that just busy. Wanted to, I just wanted to pipe in, just give you a couple comments. I heard what you guys are talking about. I originally from Philadelphia, 
back in the 70s. And I remember listening to those, I'm just going to call them crap sports radio shows in those days. The ones I was on? W- <laughs> no, not, <laughs> no, no. But WIP in the early days was, was a crap show then, and it's a crap show now. Well, I and don't, I don't blame that. them. And uh, Josh Innes, I remember hearing that day when he, when he had that racial little, uh, little, little uh, conversation that one day, and you know, I'm, I'm I was hoping the axe was going to fall the next day, but apparently it did not. And uh, let me say this I about Josh: you with, Josh is not a racist. He's done some dumb things. No, I'm not saying he is a racist. Okay. No, I'm not saying he is a racist. But when you make racist comments like that, it points to, it puts a dark cloud over top of you, in my opinion. No, so. no doubt about it. And people are super sensitive. You say anything on the air anymore, yep. people are looking for things to Absolutely. try to, to, to label you. Mm-hmm. You know, people want to label you. And uh, whether it's political, Absolutely. whether it's and religion. Used... Yeah. I used to listen to you back in the day and out in California, too. So I go way back. Well, it's only like um, 15 years ago, though, man. That's, that's oh, not even half yeah, way I know. back. I know. That ain't I know. way back. It's only like a oh, quarter of the way back. You're heading back. Yeah. No, that's more. That's not yeah. even halfway back. Oh. Yeah, and I'll let you go here in a minute. I just want to give two uh, major major shout out to to Miss Robin, and also major shout outs to to your uh, to Paisan Joe. Thank you, Steve. And to uh, Luigi sitting right next to him. So, what about you know, Natalie? Is she chopped Joe, liver? And Natalie. Yeah, Joe. If, Joe, if you can hear me, this yes. is Steve from uh, the social I social got you. networking. I got you. Oh, you were in the movie The Social Got Network? The Social Network, yes. Did you play Zuckerberg? I d- That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a spitting image. Anyway. Do I look like him? Yeah. Now, a, Steve, this is the same Steve, gr- right, that's been hoping that we can make a remote trip to Denver sometime, yes. right? Yes, correct. That's me. No, Colorado Springs, not Denver, right? Colorado, Colorado uh, Springs, enough. yes. Well, hopefully anyway, one of these days tri- we're going to bring the, uh, the Bruno wagon out there. Absolutely. Hey, love your show, guys, and keep up the great work, okay? Thanks, Thank you very Steve. Much, Steve. Thanks, Steve. The great Steve okay. in Colorado Springs. Yes. Hello. Big fan. You know who lives in Colorado Springs, too, don't you? Who? One of the great baseball players, a guy who really, you know, we talk about the Mendoza line. Mm-hmm. You know, the Mario Mendoza, yeah, if you yes, hit yes, a certain. Yes, yes. Do you know who had a lower average than Mario Mendoza? Who? Bob Uecker? No. The guy who worked at ESPN, was a major league ball player, Soup Campbell. Not Bill uh, Campbell, the broadcaster. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There was actually somebody named Soup, Soup Campbell. Campbell. Well, Bill Campbell, the former <laughs> 76er announcer, an Eagle announcer, who did the Wilt Chamberlain 100-point game on the broadcast. Right. Late, great guy, Bill Campbell. The dean. Died a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. In his, I think he was near 100, right? He was, he was in his in 90s. Mid-90s, yeah. Bill Campbell, but not, not that Soup Campbell. So everybody, anybody whose name is Campbell, you, the nickname right. was always Soup. Not Earl right? Campbell. But you remember, uh, you remember Campbell who used to work at ESPN? No. Not Bill Campbell. No. He was, didn't he used to do like Dave Sunday Campbell. Night Baseball way back? Dave Campbell, yeah. yes. Yeah. Dave Campbell. He looked like Robert Culp from right, back exactly in the day. Right, the gray hair. The, uh, I Spy, the original TV yeah. shows. Not the, movie back, not the movie back in the no, day. No, 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 no. <laughs> Robert, Robert, and he always had a tan. And he always yep. sit outside in front of ESPN. He was the early days of Sunday, uh, Sunday Night Baseball. Exactly. Yeah. He lives in Colorado Springs. Oh, okay. And he batted lower than Mendoza? Yeah, oh, yeah. How His, about that? I used to joke with him when he would come on the yeah. show. I'd say, you know... Forget about the Mendoza line. Right. It's the Campbell line be the because Campbell his line. career batting average. Right. Yes, he was looks under like one ninety. Doesn't something. he look like Robert Culp from the old? Uh, that's yep. uh, Dave Campbell. Oh yeah, Soup Campbell. Exactly. Does he live in? Does it say he lives in Colorado Springs, Robin? Let's test uh, my knowledge. Hold on a second. I'm. I'm Google uh, him. I need to find Google out him. his uh, Wikipedia page. Hold on. Hold on. Hold I don't on. think he's doing. I, I don't know what he's doing anymore. I don't, I don't think he's at ESPN. Um, 
He was he doing some baseball. He was born in Manistee, Michigan. But that's not where he lives. And Nobody lives in Michigan anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So why was uh, his Wikipedia sales, page does not say where he lives? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, that is a good question. I don't know. You know, they show his shows. There's a Jewish channel. Yes. Old Did Jewish you know there's channel. a Jewish channel on cable? Yep. On no, Comcast? What, what channel? Restricted, wank, so don't tell me you're Jewish. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's a ch- I was flipping around one night trying to find something. That's and I perfect. saw Soupy Sales rerun. Yes. <laughs> Soupy Sales. And they have Jack Benny. It's a Jewish channel. Yeah, I know Jack, what it is. Yeah, Jack Benny. And, uh, it's I'll a t- great channel. Yeah. Wait, Wait, is it the Me? Is it? That's on No, ME, not Me right? TV or We TV. No, that's Me TV. Me TV's great. No, Me TV shows stuff from like the 70s and 80s. This shows stuff from the 50s and everything's in black and white on this channel. Yeah, I gotta find that one. I Let's, forget what uh, it's called. Why don't we bring up Eugene from Huntington Valley? It's the last caller before we go to break. All right, let's go to the HVA. Not Hova, hey, of course. Not so, Hova. Not, not Hova. Hey, Tony, how are you? Good, man. What's up? Not much. Hey, uh, I know I'm gonna get ripped here, but you know, I know Pat Egan. He hosts uh, Quizzo every Wednesday up at the Drake and Jenkintown. I love Pat Egan. So, uh, what's that? I know him and I love the guy. So, but I was asking about the whole situation with Dwayne a couple months ago because I was telling him, like, listen, Pat, you got to say something. His shtick is getting old. And then he said, listen, he's not real. I'm the guy who does Dwayne. And he did the voice right there. So I was, so I said, well, why do you do it? And he said, it's kind of a prank against Miss Nelly. He doesn't know about it. You know, and he, does, he did tell me that it did start one day when it was slow. And uh, his producer, Jason Martinez, put him up to it. You know, that's where the problem is, is that a producer put up another producer to make a call on a dead time. <laughs> yeah, I believe Miss Nelly Got didn't he. know about it. But he didn't know about Got it? For, he. he didn't know about it for two years? Well, because a lot of times he did it was when Miss Nelly was doing uh, shows from, like, uh, Atlantic City or other remote shows. And he didn't know. You believe he... So Patty said that Mike did not know until the very end? Well, th- I... I don't know if he knew in the last three months, but since three months ago when Pat Egan told me that Miss Nelly did not know about it, he said it started out, he was in another booth, and it was dead, and he called, he did the voice, and then, you know, because it annoyed Miss Nelly, they continued to do it because it was to get under his skin. And then I guess it grew, and then they did keep, you know, there were a couple times uh, Miss Nelly did make reference that he doesn't believe that he was a real caller. Same thing, there's another guy who used to call the show Ish, he was questioning whether he was real or not, too, because every time he invited him, like the whole Fantasy Fest, he said, are you coming to Fantasy Fest? And he said, no, I have a wedding in North Carolina. And Miss Nelly started saying, I don't believe that you're real. If you're not going to come to Fantasy Fest, I have to question whether you're real or not. All right. Well, I don't know, because I, I admitted at the beginning of the show that I had no idea. I'd never heard the caller. I haven't listened to radio. I had no idea even that there was a Dwayne from Swedesboro. So... I'm not copying a, an attitude here. I just didn't know. I'm I just hard for me to believe that somebody who does a show can have somebody goof on him for two years and not knowing it. I mean, I can see I, it for like listen, a couple months. I agree months. with you. It is hard to believe. But like I said, I'm taking it directly from what Pat Egan told me that he didn't know about it. And another thing, a lot of the African-American callers to Miss Nelly's show have called in since yesterday and today saying that they love Dwayne, that they're upset that it's going to end. Y'all, yeah, but... Yeah, Miss Nelly said it's not real. It's a touchy subject. You know, he thought that there was a lot of uh, uh, racial tones to the phone call, and he didn't want that. But a lot of the African-American callers have called in support of Pat doing it because they thought it was entertaining. Well, there's there's a difference if a guy is doing a bit. 
as opposed to a guy pretending. And again, I'm not ripping Pat. I have never even heard the bit. But I'm saying if a guy's doing it and everybody knows it's a bit and it's funny, that's one thing. If the guy is doing it and the host doesn't realize, why would black people think that a guy pretending to be black and pulling a fraud on the pub, whether it's on Mike Missanelli or the audience, it's still fraudulent. You're pretending to be something you're not. Oh, I agree with you. I listen. I like I said. I'm telling you what I heard from Pat. You know, and Pat's a good dude. From what I, he what is. I know, he's a great kid. Yeah, he is. And you know, he, he, you know, and everybody who knows him knows he likes to be a little comedian sometimes. And you know, I guess it was his way of you know showing that he can bring something to the program. I have no problem with that at all. I love seeing we we when I when um, producers that I've had on the show would do bits, but they were bits. They didn't call into my show pretending to be somebody else. Actually, that's how I first started on the radio. Robin came call, came in. I needed somebody to have a female Irish accent on St. Patrick's Day. And I had, I had just started hanging out with Robin, and she, she, she did an Irish accent. I said, why don't you call into the show tonight and be an Irish woman? But we told everybody it was a bit. It wasn't obviously, but it wasn't anything offensive. Right. It was just her being Irish because she is Irish. No, I- I agree, but that's where I think it comes into the hands of Jason Martinez, who knew that it was phony and led everybody to believe that it was a real caller. And, you know, he told me they didn't tell Mike because they were afraid he'd get angry about it. Well, I don't know what happened. I still think it's a fraud. And the fact that the entire radio station got ripped nationally all over the place. I mean, Bomani Jones has been killing Pat Egan, and it's not Pat Egan's fault. He's a guy trying to do a bit. But I think the one thing that Pat should have done is said that it was a bit. Do you think if Pat had told Mike Missanelli that he was doing this and it was a bit and it was him doing it, he would have, not, he would have stopped it? I, I don't know Missanelli well enough to guess that. Yeah, you know, I don't know either. You've worked with him. You know, you know better. Pat knows better. Everybody at the station would know better. You know, I just know from what I heard you know, and what I've heard when I listen to Missanelli. All right, man. I appreciate you checking in. I haven't talked to him. Right, I'm going to have to night. give him a call and talk to him again. It's not, it's, the world isn't coming to an end because of this. This is just a kind of tomfoolery and hijinks. See, when I do tomfoolery and hijinks, it's usually funny. Right. It's not usually something that's going to cause a national uproar. Mm-hmm. For being insulting. Exactly. Yes. I do you do. have a problem with somebody pretending to be something that they're not? Luigi? Uh, I, I mean, that's acting. And, not really. And I when mean, you're entertaining, but it's... I think that I don't get offended you re- unless you're blatantly trying to offend someone. If you're sitting there like blatantly calling someone racial slurs or calling them, you know, hateful names to their face and doing it in a way that you know you're really serious about, then yeah, then you have a right to be offended. See, but if I think that being- there's a difference between what the the, the fact that Pat, um, whether he was the one that chose that particular character or whether he was told to do, I, I have no idea. I don't know the backstory of it. But the fact that he used, ne- I would say negative. Stereotypes yeah. to portray. For the See, I understand what you're saying with that. I think that th- that's what people have a problem with. Plus, the fact that then he was making people believe that it was a real person, mm-hmm. not he, but 97.5. If they said, "Okay, well, this was you know, this was fake," then you would like, "Okay, then it was shtick." But those two things combined, and then the two years long process of it. Making people think that this was a real person, I think there's the, therein lies the problem. And, of course, Mike Missanelli's minions and all of his lapdogs are all going to think he's doing everything right anyway, so it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. It's like you follow a politician. You don't think right. he's doing anything wrong or she's doing anything wrong. You believe everything they say. Right. I don't know. I think it's fraud. 
I like bits. Listen, I'm, I'm a, I, I had producers do bits on my show all the time. But everybody knew it was a producer doing a bit, not a guy trying to pretend to be somebody he wasn't. We knew from the Jump Street. Speaking of Jump Street, yes. We're going to take a break? Yeah, we're going to take a break. <laughs> not uh, commercials, though. We have to pee. No, no, no. We're going to do our, our <laughs> standard five-minute intermission because we went 10 minutes over. We're going to talk about what we're going to do in the second hour. We have a lot to get to in the second yes. hour. But we got to do National Waffle Day, yes, too, Yes, we do. But we may... I'm getting hungry again. a little overtime. We've got to talk about that. We're not going to worry about timing tonight. Right, because, because you don't have work in the morning. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that, okay? And... Did we'll, you get a ticket? Did you put a sign on the we car? We put a sign on the car. I spelled the street name correctly. Yes. Now, where did you park, tickets. Natalie? Did you park in a legal uh, spot? No, the same spot I did last uh, week. Oh, well, there we There was nothing up there. I, I went there Joe got a ticket before. and Luigi got a ticket yes. last week. I know. Did you oh, pay wait, yours, Luigi? Last week or two weeks Straight ago? Straight cash. All right, all right, okay. You got to so, pay $3.50 to pay a ticket now, you know? Oh. Really, really, we can t- discuss this part later. Yes. Those people who are listening live... The stream is going to end for five minutes. We will no come panic. back. My yeah, stream's going to be gone in make, about ten seconds. If you break. <laughs> make sure, make sure that you streaming down your leg right now. <laughs> make sure that you log on to hour two, which will be up momentarily on Tony Bruno Show Facebook Live. Beautiful. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. People have gathered around ideas since the beginning of time. Each successful collaboration pushing innovation forward, building a stronger future. Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have combined decades of experience to create an even better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders. Encircling businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. Get to Old Navy. Right now, jeans, tees, and dresses for the family are on sale for up to 50% off. Jeans start at just $15 for adults and $10 for kids. Hurry in now for amazing styles at amazing prices. Up to 50% off jeans, tees, and dresses. And save even more when you redeem your super cash now through Sunday. Get there fast. These deals won't last long. End Sunday at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid July 20th through July 28th. Select styles only.